Beyond Governance, Making Sense of Doing Business in South Africa is proudly sponsored by Plus94 Research, the science of decision-making. Hello to everyone and a very warm welcome to this week's installments of Beyond Governance at 101.9 High FM. I hope everything is going accordingly as most people uh, will be en route to various parts of the country to observe and celebrate Easter weekend. For those who are traveling to KZN, please be careful as we have seen devastating weather conditions which have destroyed houses, roads, bridges, including golf courses, I might add. It is insane to see how much damage um, which has been uh, estimated around more than a billion rates. If you were planning to play golf at Devon Country Club, simply forget it as the entire course is submerged in water. I'm sure even the doubting dormancies are finally coming to terms with the global warming phenomenon which is characterized by floods and excessive heat. What is the downside of this from a water harvesting point of view? That's the question I want to ask. We have had good rains more than five months, if not more. What have you done to build the reservoirs? I don't know. Suppose uh, those in authorities will let us know. But be that as it may, we all have to take responsibilities as households. And I think the whole point of harvesting water should start at household. We need to have harvest water in our own individual capacities so that we are able to save that for rainy days, so to speak. On this show, we take to contribute constructively in the current social and economic affairs which shape the country's trajectory. Um, let's continue to have the dialogue on importance of productivity, competitiveness, intellectual property, benchmarking, corporate governance, and of course, transformation of the country. As we all know that South Africa is the most unequal country in the world. We have islands of prosperity in a sea of abject poverty and destitution. Poverty in this country has a black face and gender attached to it. Black women continue to suffer economic exclusion, which must be challenged. It is our responsibility to push back and advance the marginalized, especially women. One might ask, what is the downside of exclusion and this kind of poverty? In any language, I contend that it's about crime, and host of social ills, um, which people would ultimately resort to, you know, to end a bit of income. Just to illustrate this point, at some point, mining was the largest employer. Which sector is the now largest employer in the country? Security is the largest employer in a country. The question might, one might ask, is it sustainable? Yes, maybe. You might not it sustainable. But what is the quality of life? Yeah, that's another million-dollar question. This conversation can only shape or our posture as, as a community that seeks to be counted among the best in the world. Once again, welcome to Beyond Governments, and yours truly is Nimrod Mele. As always, I'm delighted uh, to bring you the beloved listener to the show, thought leaders and captains of industry, to shed light on their lived experiences in a very complex environment. If you missed our previous show, not to worry, simply download the podcast and listen to captivating conversation we had with Dr. Busi Vilakati, who's an executive at Standard Bank, as well as Dr. Dustin Dermanazu, who is a global chief executive officer at Farmers Connect. You might recall the conduct uh, both in private and public sector organizations, and I think it was ex- 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 completely exciting. I was blown over uh, listening to the content, the substance of these great uh, leaders we had. Anyway, for those that did not get the privilege of uh, listening to the show, download the podcast, have an assessment, share your views with us. Before, anyway, uh, 
kickstarting the show. Let me take let me take this opportunity to thank Lisa for coordinating the show and of course Busi ultimately. Uh, colleagues, thank you very much uh, for making it happen. Um, moving on swiftly, I've got a a lady of stature who is my guest on this glorious morning, and her name is Kidiboni Mkabela. Uh, we'll be talking uh, transformation through sports. Our SMS line is 34519. And of course, your thoughts and views are most welcome via my Twitter handle, which is at Mbele Nimrod. Without any waste of time, let me take this opportunity to welcome Kiriboni. Kiriboni, you're most welcome. Thank you so much. It is such a privilege to be having this conversation with you. Thank you for, for having me on the show. You're most welcome, uh, Kiriboni. Um, you know, I've looked at your bio, which is very fra- uh, which is very fascinating in so many ways <laughs> and you know um typically when we when you've got such elaborate um, resume of an individual it's often better uh, or best when the person himself or herself articulate that but you know i'm going to ask you just to outline to the listener who is kidboni and because I don't think I'll do justice to your, your resume. Um, but before you do that, let's take a quick break and we'll come back just in a second. Beyond Governance, making sense of doing business in South Africa is proudly sponsored by Plus94 Research, the science of decision making. Welcome back. Uh, if you've just joined us, you haven't really missed quite a lot because I've got a, a very interesting guest this glorious morning. Her name is Kidimoni Mukabela. She's an entrepreneur. Before we took that quick break, I wanted to um, give it to us, word by word, punch by punch. Who is Kibone Mkabela? Thank you once again, uh, Nimrod. Um, the name is Kibone Mkabela, as you have said. I was born and bred in Bumalanga in a township called Binar. And um, I've been in the entertainment industry since 2000. So it's been... Um, 22 years now, a very interesting 22 years. But um, I've also been uh, an entrepreneur for quite a while. And uh, in 2017, I decided to start my own foundation because I had been involved in the charity side of things since I started um, in the entertainment industry. So I, I decided to do it via my own foundation. But over the years, there are so many things that I have done. There is so much that I have learned. And one of the things that I'm very proud of is the Kiribonim Kabela Foundation, which we are going to go deeper into. I'm currently with um, another radio station in Bumalanga. I've been with them since 2016. I've worked at one of the SABC um, radio stations. I've been with SABC One. I've been with different TV channels, your PSL. I've been with different shows on television. I suppose I'm what they call a celebrity, but... uh, (laughs) (laughs) At the end of the day, I am just another human being living out my purpose that I believe I've been called for. And it's it's been a fulfilling journey. And, you know, this is so crazy. I just turned 42. In that 42 years, there's a lot that I have learned. But I'm also looking forward to what the new chapter is going to be bringing. You know, they always say life begins at 40. So we're looking to see what the 40s are going to be bringing. The past two years have been great. There's more coming my way, I suppose. And I'm excited about that. But I'm very excited to be having a conversation with you this morning. Oh, you're most welcome. Thank you very much for that uh, elaborate uh, insight about who Kidiboni is. I'm quite pleased. I mean, obviously, at 42, the last time I checked, uh, women weren't supposed to disclose <laughs> <the game. laughs> 
I have always been comfortable about my age. And it's so crazy. People always feel like, should we ask her how old she is or should we just let it be? I've just always been comfortable with my age. You can ask me anytime, I'll tell you. Well, I feel what you want in a million. Um, but thank you very much for leading us in on that note. Just quickly, before we get to the gist of our conversation, which is around your foundation, take us a little bit into, you know, your the entertainment industry. What sort of participated the interest in that in that sector? Because it's a very complex and dynamic sector with all a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. That's true. I have always, for as long as I can remember, I have always loved watching TV. I've always been drawn to TV. I've always been drawn to visuals. Even now, um, I spend my, most of my time watching TV because it also inspires me to do more. It inspires me to try out new things. So I remember when I, I had an interest in TV, which was also very helpful in helping teach me how to speak and understand English And I'm very grateful for those years, you know, because I I also look back at what my peers went through and the challenges of being an African and the need to speak a foreign language, which is something that we also address via one of the programs we're doing in the foundation. It was during your days of our lives, you know, the bold and the beautiful, your generations. And that's one of the reasons why Corny is one of my favorite uh, TV personalities. You know, I would just sit and watch TV. I would then go into my room and I would pretend that I am Corny in my mirror. And it, it just kept on going. And I always say, I suppose it's it's one of those things that you were meant to do, but you didn't know back then because you didn't understand what it was. I look back at the 22 years that I've been in the industry and I know for a fact that I was meant to do this. I, it's something that you cannot explain. It's something that is in you. It's a love that you have for what you are doing, come challenges and all. Even with dancing, because when I entered the industry, I entered as a dancer. I then went on to other parts of the industry as well. My sister and I and a friend were in a group of dancers when we were in school. So it's something that I've just always been interested in. And I was blessed enough to have been able to pursue that, considering that I come from um, Nelspreet in Bumalanga, a small and a place that doesn't necessarily have the opportunities, you know, to get into the industry and, and make a success of it. So it's just something that God has put in me to use to reach out to people. And I am happy that I've been able to leave that purpose and I continue to leave that purpose. Thank you very much um, for that. Quite interesting to see how your journey has sort of marked along the way. If you've just joined us, you are listening. This is Beyond Governance at 101.9 High FM. My name is Nimrod and I'm joined by Kidiboni Mkabela, a female, a female freelance artist, speaker, MC, producer, translator, all the good things that you can ever think about. This woman has them all, right? All of them has them all. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> The next point that I want us really to, to fiddle around is this, the foundation that you've just started, which I think it's phenomenal given the, earlier on, given the level of destitution that you've seen. Yeah. And we've seen a lot of foundation mushrooming, really trying to plug in and make a difference. And I, I'm, I'm quite confident that your foundation, amongst others, is one of those that needs to be given a bit of uh, airtime, hearing, so that we'll see exactly um, how we as a community can help uplift, um, you know, a number of um, NGOs, CBOs, NPOs, foundation as much as possible. Yeah. For they are doing a, a great 
service to the community, those, especially those that are destitute. On that note, let's quickly take another break uh, because you have to pay the bills and come back in just a second. Beyond Governance, Making Sense of Doing Business in South Africa is proudly sponsored by Plus94 Research, the science of decision-making. Welcome back. If you've just joined us, uh, this is Beyond Governance at 101.9 High FM. My name is Nimrod Timbele. I'm joined by Kidiboni Mukabela, a female entrepreneur, a performing artist. Um, and we're having a very interesting conversation um, about um, the role that she's playing in the industry, in the entertainment industry. And before we took that particular break, uh, Kidiboni gave us insight as to how she became you know, attracted to the industry, which has spent, which has obviously been at it for the past 22 years. One of the issues that perhaps maybe it's it's of particular interest, given the level of poverty, inequality, violence that you've seen, and we have also seen a a mushrooming of foundations, whose obviously aim, in my view, is that of trying to mitigate the social ills by supporting the vulnerable members of the community. So those are some of the issues that are worthy of conversation, but we have realized that the state has limitations. Responsible citizens, such as Kidiboni Mkabela, among those that really want to make a difference by identifying the role which they could play in making a difference in the lives of those that are vulnerable. On that note, Kidiboni, just take us through what is the philosophy of your foundation? I am very passionate about the youth because I was once a youth that um, needed direction in some way. And our main focus is the young people of the country. You look at what is going on now. If I were to talk about it, I would take the entire day. So what we're basically focusing on is make sure that we are empowering the youth, making sure that we show them that there are opportunities that they can take advantage of out there. They just need to be willing to take advantage of those opportunities and just trying to redirect them into a positive future. Because in the days of social media, there is just so much exposure to negativity and less exposure to positivity. So that is what we are trying to do. We are trying to make sure that we pioneer our youth towards a positive future. Basically, in short, that's what we are all about. No, that's quite interesting to hear. I mean, the operative word, it's, it's empowerment, it's opportunities, um, it's about steering youth away from the negative aspect of the social media, um, which are obviously some of the critical issues, as you correctly pointed out, that needs to be managed, as some would say, in some quarters, youth appear to be lost and without direction. So pretty much you want to make a difference by redirecting the energies of youth into productive side of, of citizenry, if, if you like. I think that's a very useful anecdote from a philosophical point of view. But take us through programmatically, what does it mean to empower youth? What sort of programs are you involved in redirecting the energies that you eloquently articulated. So one of the things that I, I got to do, as previously mentioned, is that I, I got to work with a lot of charities. You know, during my 
well, I still do that now, but I do it via my foundation. I used to work with a lot of charities that would organize fundraisers for children's homes. We'd go and um, feed the homeless in Hellbro and uh, Beria back in the day. We'd collect school uniforms and donate. It then grew on me because giving back is one of the things that fulfill me. You know, so I've been doing it over the years. What then happened is I realized that our youth have challenges that we've been having even during my schooling year. And one of those is having a healthy relationship with a language that we are required to speak because that's what the world functions under. I remember when I was in grade 12, I had a best friend who was struggling with English and she passed her metric like many other students before and after. But what then happens when you get into the workplace? What happens when you now have to pursue a career and you're not comfortable with who you are because people will make fun of how you lack command, if you will, in the English language. So what we then decided to do is get young people into a comfortable space without judgment. They can improve their relationship with English. I, we also spoke to some teachers who said to us, we sometimes push these kids out of school because we don't have enough time to be focusing on them to help make sure that they understand what is going on or what it is that we are speaking about in their studies. But we also don't have enough space to accommodate them to repeat um, to repeat grades. So they basically say, we are done with you, whether you are ready for the new world that you're entering or not. We are born a so what we then did is get um, young people into a space where they're comfortable and they can improve their relationship with English, with, which then will help them have a much healthier relationship with the language. Because once you finish school, you have a choice of being an entrepreneur if you have been gifted with such skills. But if you are, you're probably going to need funding. How are you going to be able to put together a business plan which is required? How are you going to be able to stand in front of people and speak to them about what it is that you're trying to do and make them understand you if you don't have a healthy relationship with English? How are you going to apply for a job where they are going to interview you in English if you don't have a healthy relationship with English? How are you going to pursue your studies in university if you don't have a healthy relationship with the language that is being used there? So once we improve that, we have a better chance of young people finishing school and being able to pursue what it is that they want to do, which then will translate to success because they're going to go out there and take on the world in confidence. You know, so there's the Literacy Saturdays, which is what I am talking about, one of the programs. The other one is school visits where we go to young people. And I'm grateful for this one because it also helped me quite a lot when I was still in school. Um, even when I was starting out in the industry, you know, you'd have people coming to you and talking to you about their journeys and sharing with you and just, you know, um, giving you hope and motivating you, showing you that it is possible for you to be able to make a success of your life. You just need to know what it is that you want and how to go about getting it and never giving up when it gets difficult, especially in the entertainment industry, because you go on for years without a job you know sometimes you work and you don't get paid and they tell you that it is for exposure if you are not able to hold on to your passion to your purpose to your dream you will not be able to make it 
motivation played a huge role in me being where I am today. So I, I also love sharing that with other people as well so that I we can help wherever we can. Even if you just plant a seed with one person, that one person could go and plant a seed with 10 different people, which then will then um, plant with another 10 different people and it just keeps growing, you know. So touching one person's life is more than doing these motivational tools. We have another one which is a career expo where we bring together different companies to come and share information. Being in the industry, especially working on radio, I have realized that there's a lot of lack of information. And that's why sometimes people don't know what to do when they need to pursue something. They end up giving up on it. There are children or there are kids who have not gone to to, to university or gone to college or whatever the case is because they don't have information on the bursaries that are available. They don't have information on the job opportunities that are available. So with the Career Expo, we want to bring together companies, these students to come and interact and share information and see how they can then connect and help one another with that. Also with with being from a place called Binar, it is a crime-ridden place and it's, it's quite sad, you know, could say it has produced so many successful people because when you look at radio or the entertainment industry in Bumalanga, most people are from my neighborhood. But because of the challenges that we are facing on a daily, there's that negative stigma about it. So what we then wanted to also do is bring together young people that are from the worst of its worst in terms of being underprivileged, young people that have never been to town because believe it or not there are young people that have never gone to town all they know is the township that they stay in and i think that's also one of the reasons why in some to some degree i'm, I'm against all these shopping centers that keep mushrooming in our locations because i feel like they are restrictive you know um if I have a certain shop that I can go buy my groceries at. What am I doing in town? If I have a shop that I can go get my pizza at, what am I doing in town? You know, so it's it's very restrictive of our people because if I had not had an opportunity to go to Johannesburg, my life would probably be different. But oh, I would yeah. like to the province and go to another province so that I can experience life. So what we want to do with this boot camp, which is the fourth program, is get young people from such places and take them out of their environment, out of their com uh, comfort zone, and show them that there's something different out there. There's something bigger than the small space that you know. My dreams have always been fueled by the things that I've been exposed to. So when we expose these young people to all these situations, they will be able to start dreaming again. They will be able to start having hope again. And once you do that, you are unstoppable. I mean, I always use myself as an example of such. But what we also want to do with this program is also take care of their psychological needs because mm -hmm. you will find that some of these children are from households where the parents are not present. The parents could be abusing substances. Um, the parents could be abusing the very same children that we're talking about and 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 they don't have anyone to talk to they don't they don't have anyone that can be able to help them and that is how sometimes dreams are killed so if we're also taking care of their psychological needs we will be able to it might not be easy because there's this saying in my language which basically means you mold it while it's still young or soft but it will definitely make a difference in other people 
people. And of course, the last one is something that I'm very passionate about, dancing. Sing as much as it is fun, as much as it is exciting. It is also a way of keeping our children off the streets because they will find purpose in doing something that they're very passionate about. And those are five programs that we are going to be, we are focusing on with my foundation. But also we are not um, neglecting um, other people that need help as well, because I'm very passionate about speaking up for GBV um, uh, uh, victims. I, it's, it's one of my biggest passions. So we extend our help, sorry, to organizations that deal with gender-based violence survivors, uh, whether it's women or children or it's men. Um, if we can be able to give a helping hand, we definitely do that. We also look out for the elderly as well, even though um, our main focus is high school students and that's why all of these programs are focusing on high school students and hopefully we'll be able to take it to Mm -hmm. at a later stage because like i said you know when the saying says it just means you need to find them while they're still young absolutely all i could just pick up from you Yvonne, is just passion 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 passion. (laughs) a lot of literally oozing with passion which is so interesting admirable in so many levels I mean, it's just a quick refresher before we we take our next uh, break. The idea of building self-esteem is quite incredible because we know some some people or some youth may have the content, may the content and the character, but if the character can't be molded by inspiring them or by empowering them with with what appears to be a limitation. In this respect, you you made mention of um, the command of English. Mm-hmm. which is quite useful because that translates into how they express themselves as entrepreneurs, how they express themselves as in the quest to apply for jobs and so on and so forth, which is very, very useful. Yeah. The other point that you made mention of is the school visits. How I wish you could have more and more people like yourself visiting schools because the issue they raise, which, which resonates with me, is that of hope allowing kids or youth to dream again mm-hmm. um, and, and motivating them. Letting me know that in as much as what appears to be like bleak future, there's a lot of opportunities that sits first and foremost within them. And it's not so much about what what happens outside, but you have to deal with the psyche of an individual. I find it very liberating in so many ways. And again, when I reflect on the career expo, we can speak until, you know, tomorrow on this this particular issue, because I think most people aren't aware of opportunities that exist. Um, in their own community. So, I mean, this mm-hmm. is very um, powerful, Kidimone, uh, and I'm, I'm quite excited um, that we have had this kind of conversation with you um, for your foundation. It's definitely worthy of um, being, 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 being lifted. So um, before we take the break, just take us through the, the golf game that you have organized. Uh, I believe it is in Mpumalanga. Yes. Take us through that and, and, and what is the overall purpose? What quantum are we trying to raise um, and, and for what problem in particular? So that the listeners who may have interest in supporting your foundation or coming to the golf game, they know uh, what's, what, what they're trying to promote. Mm-hmm. I am very excited about this one. I, I, I am blessed to be able to tap into spaces that have not necessarily been touched. Um, And I say this because 
if I'm not mistaken, I'm one of the very few women in Bumalanga, if possibly not the only one, actually, could be history in the making, <laughs> who are hosting a golf day. So just a little bit of history, and I'll try to be quick. I also, in my efforts to empower the youth, offer hostesses and hosting services. If somebody has a party, they're looking for hostesses, I'll provide. If somebody wants to do a promotion and they're looking for hostesses, I'll provide. So a friend of mine who works for a certain brick company wanted my hostesses to go work at a golf day. And this was about two years ago, no, three years ago. And that was the first time that I spent a day at a golf course for the whole day, because I'm always there with my girls when they're working. I don't allow them to work by themselves. I finally realized with the high boy, you know, when they say golf is the best place to network, to socialize. So I the penny dropped right there. The exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, oh my gosh, here is another way to push my purpose. And we hosted the first one last year and it was absolutely amazing. I was in awe of how everything went, went about. And this year is here and things are just going great. You know, the programs that we spoke about are the programs that we are raising funds for. Because for us to be able to, I'll give an example, to be able to run the um, Literacy Saturday um, classes, we will need study materials. We will need tutors that are going to come and tutor these kids or teachers or assistant teachers, whatever we call them, it doesn't really matter. But we are going to need those to come and teach these kids. We are going to need transport because these children are from disadvantaged families. You know, they don't necessarily have the extra money to give their children to go to a Saturday class. We're going to need these kids to be fed. So all of these things are going to require money, money that we don't have. But instead of just waiting for maybe our government application to be to be accepted. We then decided, I why don't we just find a way to raise funds for these programs? And if government or any other organization decide to come on board, they will find us having already started because I don't like working on a stagnant train. My train must be moving for people to be Absolutely. able to come Absolutely. on board. And yeah. So those are the probably basically raising funds That's for the program. on the train ticket. Let's have a, a quick break and we'll come back just in a second as we're about to wrap up. Beyond Governance, Making Sense of Doing Business in South Africa is proudly sponsored by Plus94 Research, the science of decision-making. Welcome back to the last session of our very interesting conversation. I am having a very interesting and thought-provoking conversation with uh, Kidiboni Mukabela, who is a, an entrepreneur. She's taking us through the role of her foundation in uplifting uh, the youth uh, in Mpumalala in particular. Kiboni, how do we participate in your golf course? What are the handles? Um, how do we get all people that who might be listening to the show wanting to contribute either physically or making some kind of donation? How do we get hold of you and take us through that, please? We are at um, Gidi underscore Kabela on the socials. That is K-E-D-E underscore Kabela. You'll get all the info there. Um, you'll also be able to get my number, but if you are unable to get my number on the socials, it is 079 
0871-561-5694. I'll be able to um, answer all your questions. Um, so we are going to be hosting the golf day on the 29th of April. And I chose my birth month for a purpose, which is also the fourth month of the year. And the number four is my lucky number. <laughs> Don't ask me how I got it. <laughs> but that's what it is it's going to be we are going to be having Dinga Kumalo as well as Brian Baloi as our celebrity golf players they were kind enough to say going to come through and um, play very very excited about that one so there are different packages that are available we have a four ball we also have packages for watering holes, um, five different packages. It'll depend on which one you think is going to work for you. You can get in touch with me on the number that I shared with you. We'll be then uh, be able to share with those with you. But we also customize our packages to make sure that the people that or the companies that are coming through, you know, get their money's worth as well. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it in regards to the golf day. We, we're looking forward to an amazing day. It's going to be music, golf, dance, fun, conversation. It's just going to be, it really is going to be an amazing, um, amazing golf day. It's grown from last year, looking at how things are going this year. So we're very excited about that. That sounds fantastic. So money-wise, how much are you hoping to raise? What's your target? If we can raise... uh, 250,000 rents. That would be amazing. Because we also have the National Department of Sports, Arts and Culture, which has committed to put funding. That one will take us to about 350,000 rents. So yeah, target for the day is 250,000. Well, trust me, the listeners of this show, uh, most of them are passionate golfers, and uh, not only that, but also responsible citizens. I will definitely pass the word around and see how much uh, we can raise or support uh, the event, as it were. Uh, I mean, it's quite accessible. It's not far. And the packages looks great. And and some of the players that you have invited are quite interesting. Like mm-hmm. Dingani. I've got a humongous bone to pick with him. The last <laughs> time he played, played in Wanderers, who, who helped him one of those courses. Uh-huh. And, and he literally escaped. And, and he was making fun of me on the 19th hole. So... <laughs> Uh, is one of those people that I really want to pick a bone with, but nevertheless, a wonderful human being, as it were. Uh, Tiriboni, thank you very much for joining us. It has been absolute pleasure having you, my dear. We hope all the best for your upcoming event. May it grow from strength to strength, for at the core of your business is really uplifting. In order the book by Bonang Mahale titled Lift As You Rise, uh, Lift As You Rise, yes, that's the title of the book. Um, which epitomizes exactly what you're talking about now. Uh, you've been given an opportunity to occupy specific spaces in life, and you use those particular spaces, radio, media, whatever it is, to uplift others. So as you're rising, continue to do that. May it be a lesson to other celebrities, and not only just celebrities or personalities, every single person who has been given an opportunity to make a difference. Let us continue to do that. We can't wait for government to do for every, everything for us. Uh, and sometimes we become so, dis- so disillusioned, disappointed, mm. because we're expecting somebody to do it for you. Uh, but, but be that as it may, you have been a shining star and you continue to be that shining star. 
Thank you so much for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. And the community of listeners that are going to be listening and everybody that's going to be coming through. Thank you to you because I know you are going to be coming through as well. Looking forward to meeting you and hosting you and all the best with everything. And um, may God continue to work through us, with us, on us. Thank you very much. There you are. That was um, Kiriboni Mkabela a female entrepreneur, a woman of substance, I might add. Uh, this is Beyond Governance at 101.9 uh, High FM. It has been absolute pleasure um, having this brilliant uh, lady uh, in our midst. I certainly hope and believe that you have heard her and absorbed all the content that she has transmitted and will obviously make uh, it our business to support such entities. Uh, let's do this again next week. It has been absolute pleasure. Shalom and Enjoy your long weekend. We've weathered the unexpected. We've stepped into a new world. And now it is the time for our businesses to re-emerge. Sure-footed, clear-headed, and strategically on point. It is a time for greater certainty, for accurate, actionable market research and business intelligence to make effective, up-to-date decisions. South Africa, that is how we move our businesses and economy forward. Plus 94 Research. The Science of Decision Making.